Yo, it's Friday already. This week flew by. Oh, there was a holiday on Monday for some people, huh? Either way, you know we're going to give you the union negotiation update. Talk about off-lease closing and 20,000 chargers. How many chargers in the U.S.? And you'll get a charger. We're going full Oprah mode. How many are there in the U.S.? I should have looked that up. Chargers? Yeah. Is it like 100,000? 150,000? Someone should like create a tracker. You know? Ooh. That'd be fun. The Asodu Charger Tracker? I think us. we're smart Charger enough to do that. Hold up. Is anybody in the comments? Good morning, everybody in the live stream. Mark, Cody, welcome. It's good to have you here. Somebody's got to know how many Chargers there are in the U.S. If you Someone figure that out and you can search it and put it in the comments, uh, we would love to have your help with this show today because apparently we need it. Well, according to CNET, on March 17th, oh, there were mind. over 130 thousand public charging stations across the country okay according to the white house oh well the so, white house they get everything right. the white house. i think well, they get everything right pretty much <laughs> well welcome to friday everybody uh we got a lot of stuff going on we're about to head in to the all things use cars room with david long his awesome room that happens every week a lot of people show up we're heading over to there in clubhouse so uh if you're on the live stream you can follow us right there in like 15 minutes from now we're going to head over and jam there for an hour with a bunch of uh, a lot of really smart people in the auto real industry. That's that's Absolutely. how it goes down. Speaking, Speaking of... Speaking of real smart, smart people, yes! Friday's on... I think that may be the first time we've ever, like, literally legit kind of danced. That was so hype. I'm pumped. <laughs> <laughs> hey, a SodaCon. A SodaCon is, like, coming in real, real hot. Just over two weeks to go. Uh, just under three weeks, over two weeks, whatever, however you want to put it. Um, you know what's happening by now. If you don't know what's happening, go to asoducon.com and look at the speaker list. Click on the agenda link and then scroll. Just start scrolling. Click through the days and all the studio rooms. Uh, your mind's going to be blown with the level of speakers, dealers, practitioners in the rooms across all types of topics. We're talking operations. We're talking lots of marketing and data. We're talking lots of recruiting and retention, used cars, leadership, all and no, no, like slouches on leadership either, right? This isn't like someone asked you know, us yesterday, like, what kind of topics are you looking to cover? And we were just were like, autumn, mm -hmm. autumn, autumn, <laughs> all, all them, all them topics. <laughs> no, and we don't have any slouches. Like, you know, sometimes on the leadership, you can have like, you know, Gary Duguid, who's like, oh, just you know, hang in there with the little cat poster. No. We're talking about like Mike Cavanaugh, like VP at Lithia. He knows how to lead a couple things. Former Marine too. He's just a total badass. Um, also, Ed Roberts. I think you can learn a thing about leadership from Ed Roberts. Yes. So we're going to have the people in the room. Go to asotocon.com. Get your tickets. If you know dealers that should be there, GMs that should be there, marketing managers that should be there, fixed ops managers that should be there. We think that bringing everybody together to learn a little bit about all the areas is the way we win as an industry because that collaboration, um, you know, front of the house, back whoa, of the house. Whoa. You see that? Oh, he's rocking the new shirt. Collaboration, collaboration. is critical. critical. Let's go. So we're trying to bring all the areas together, uh, especially if you know dealers or people that are within like 50 miles of the Baltimore area because the venue is just south of Baltimore, so that means D.C., Baltimore, Delaware, Philly. If you know dealers or people in that area, shoot them a message today. Be like, yo, go to a SodaCon with me. It's going to be amazing. So go there. We got all the things, and, of course, lots of focus from our end on the hospitality of it as well, because if your mind is free and your spirits are lifted, 
you can you can pay attention and learn something. And the swag. And the swag too. Swag. And the Taco Smart. Tuesday. And, and, the and the band from Nashville. And Jesse uh, Cole, founder of Savannah uh, Bananas. Uh, <laughs> the kid, the hit oh, hold on. Hold on. Check this out. Oh, These no. just showed up yesterday. These are the Asotocon. No silicone bracelets for us. These are flex bracelets. Sotocon 22 says collaboration is critical like it does on your shirt. We got reversible. We got the white. We got the blue. And we got a bunch of other stuff. We got scarves and t-shirts and hats and all the things. So, yeah. I think that's enough about a Sotocon. It's never really enough. It's never really enough. Speaking of never really never enough. Really enough. Oh, yeah. son of a gun. Yeah. It's going to be a day insulting. Is the word UAW President Sean Fain used to describe the offer the GM slid across the table yesterday in an effort to avoid a potential strike? So GM has proposed a 16% pay increase over four years for hourly workers, a $5,500 ratification bonus, $5,000 in inflation protection bonuses, and the addition of Juneteenth as an official paid holiday for all the workers. Um... And they also said they aim to reduce the time for new hires to reach top wages from eight years to six years. Seems like a lot of good stuff. UAW Sean Pre uh, President Sean Fain criticized it. He said that's insulting. He says it's inadequate. And he said GM uh, has refused to you know, look at cost of living increases, retiree pay hikes, and other demands. The union actually originally sought a 46% pay increase over four years, and they're threatening a strike on September 14th. Um, you know, GM kind of one-upped Ford, who offered 15% last week. They're like, we'll give you 16%. Um, and this so, is my favorite quote. You got to read the quote. Yeah, the <laughs> there's a couple tells in this quote, if you're a negotiator. Uh, our offer includes well-deserved wage improvements that far exceed 2019 agreement and reward you for your hard work, GM said in a letter to workers. We still have work to do, but we wanted to make this offer to show our good faith efforts to keep the process moving forward. This is so... Who negotiates so, like that? No, this is so like car guy, you know? Like, this is like 1983 <laughs> negotiation tactics. Tell, like, explain this. another offer your way just to keep it going. Yeah, you know? yeah, just, just, just so you can see that we over here respect your autonomy and your power. But, I mean, it's basically like, here's an offer. Don't try to sue us again and say we're not acting in good faith. By the right. way, we're going to give you more. But we just want to give Sean Fain another opportunity to insult us. Say insulting on national television. <laughs> like, we just, this so is good. fun for us, you know? It's, uh, hey, look, there's your update. I don't want to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, no, we keep going. Let's keep going. It's a wild update. I, I, uh, we could not talk about over it. four years, most people would be just pumped about that. So we'll see what. what That's true. I would love that pay raise personally. Let's go. Let's take that. All right. Uh, speaking of going Stop. away, Segway. Time. So falling victim to the ongoing turbulence in the used car market, regional used car dealership group, off-lease only, Florida group, has filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection. Uh, shocked a lot of people yesterday. The Florida and Texas-based company terminated all its employees and announced a wind-down of its operations uh, amid challenges they mentioned, like inventory scarcity, vehicle price inflation. Uh, I think the internal memo was originally shared by our friend Car Dealership Guy, and uh, it's a memo they sent out to all their people, and, and we're going to read a little segment from it. I think it's revealing. 
um, and it's probably a very cogent warning. And it, uh, so here's the here's the one of the sections of the memo. It says, as most of you know, unprecedented changes to the automotive retail landscape over the last few years resulted in unanticipated challenges, competitive pressures for independent used car dealers. We've been significantly impacted by scarcity of inventory, inflated prices, elevated pricing, rising interest rate, right? They just talk about the deterioration of the conditions, um, affordability, uh, availability. Say our leadership team's been working tirelessly to reduce costs and expand access to inventory so we can compete. However, despite our efforts and achievements, we're unable to overcome these challenges. So again, the company closed all their locations and uh, unfortunately laid off all 545 of their team. This is, it's really sad. Like I've known Offlease only for, for quite staple, some time. Man. I know, yeah, it's a staple in that Florida market. They, they were a large used car operator. Um, and this is, uh, this is something that on the franchise side, we don't talk about a lot, right? Because we see affordability as the gap between people that would potentially be purchasing, purchasing new or used vehicles. And typically uh, new car franchise dealerships, no matter the location, see a higher level of credit and uh, access to funds than typically independent dealers do. So when you see these rising costs of used cars, when an independent dealership or, or dealer group like off-lease only that's smaller, that doesn't have the size of Carvana, would typically see a cost of, of used car sold in the mid-teens and now being in that high 20s most likely just because of the market um, complexities, that challenges their target customer profile. Uh, and then also their access to 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 lending mm -hmm. completely changes as well because typically even though this is a larger independent dealer group and they had five locations they don't have the same access to lending resources like captive lenders that franchise dealerships do so this is probably like not just the first time that we're going to see this no, especially no, no. If the first story holds true and we start to see a lack of new car inventory continue in the market and then all of a sudden uh, we see even used. higher used car prices yet again, we're going to start to see it's not going to get so, better. Man, tough time. Uh, shoppers back in market. It's 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 a lot. It's it's really interesting where we're continually seeing these changes in the in, in the market impact some and not others in, in similar ways. Um, but sad to see off lease only go for sure. for sure. I mean, I think there, there's probably a lot of great people now that are coming into the industry that make that find a really great hey. home in a franchise used car, especially a franchise uh, car dealership, especially one that kind of mimics the policies and the procedures of us off lease only. Right. Very upfront, yep. transparent kind of thing. Very, um, very fast moving. Like they did. They did a really good job of delivering a, a very good and seamless experience. So, um, Man, it just goes to show you, like experience. I, I can tell you everything. this. I can tell you this uh, right now that on uh, on their site they have two hundred and twenty three employees on LinkedIn. If I was if I was anybody search in the Florida market, Florida Georgia market, I would go be DM. searching them for some good people. That's a great strategy. We should actually search some of them too and be like, who needs what? Who needs who what? Needs what? We a got soda, people over here. A soda placements. Soda placements, <laughs> rocking hard. We should start that. <laughs> Speaking of placements, that's three. Segway. Time. Wow. That's Good one. Actually, that's four. That's four. Wow. Yeah, four because of the intro. Intro. Uh, Tesla and Hilton have announced a partnership to introduce 20,000 electric vehicle charging that's a stations lot. across 2,000 Hilton properties. Do the math. That's a solid number of EV chargers. That's an average of 10 EV chargers uh, per location in North America, giving a huge boost to the EV charging infrastructure. 
uh, goals while reflecting a significant shift in traveler priorities. Uh, the, these are the interesting quotes uh, directly from Hilton's chief brand officer, Matt Schuler. Uh, we're seeing a rapid and steep increase of the number of requests for EV charging. We're trying to meet our guest needs with this new agreement with Tesla. He continued, the number one search app attribute for our hotels is shuttle access for airports. Makes a lot of sense. Yep. Number two is EV charging. That blows my mind. Which they said obviously is a dramatic change that wasn't even on the radar just a few years ago. That people are going like, all right, here's the first filter option. Here's the second. Can I charge option. my car? Man, That's, wild. I know it. That what is, you think about like people with like the funds to buy a Tesla probably are traveling more often and staying in places that are Hilton-owned properties. Yeah, right? I mean, the brand makes partnership makes a lot. I mean, 20,000 chargers is substantial, right? If we only yes. have 130 in the U.S., that's up like 15% in, like we're crushing. We get 20,000 yep. and you think hotels, hospitality already has electrical infrastructure in place. They have that's parking right. lots in place. They're usually located in pretty convenient areas. And yep. I mean, a lot of Hilton hotels have nice little lobby, somewhere to go, somewhere to sit. I mean, I'm just even thinking not for the travelers, but just as a way to like predetermine, like these are in good places because hotels yeah. usually don't put well, themselves we out were, of the mix. We were traveling this week and uh, we were at a Hyatt location, 30 minutes away from an airport in a smaller city yeah. in New York. Upstate New York. And both days that we were there, both chargers were hooked up to cars. Yep. So like it's clear that there is demand for it in travel. Yeah, especially especially when you're staying overnight. Right. And you, you don't actually, I mean, the Tesla chargers are fast, but you don't even need super fast ones at, at hotels, but they're going to put them in. So um, they also said, Hilton said they're going to uh, collaborate with property owners to pinpoint sites near major roads and essential urban areas that are best suited. So they're going to obviously prioritize these, but I like how they say they're going to have the most expansive charging network in hospitality because pairing hospitality with wait time is like the winner, everybody. And Hil hey, Hilton's got a great opportunity to to like brand themselves as progressive. I think it's an awesome brand play as well, right? There is definitely an allure to EVs and especially the Tesla brand, depending on who you ask. But I don't know, what'll be next? Maybe Tesla will go the other way and uh, Tesla will just open a hotel. Maybe. Wouldn't, wouldn't doubt that. I mean, they got the drive-in thing. I mean, why would they? they're just going to open any retail establishment or hospital? Yeah, anything, anything they can. We got a great how it's done better. Got a great comment here from John Foley, uh, who will be at a SodaCon rocking it. Uh, founder um, of Reach, it's recharged, right? Recharged, recharged yep. in in Virginia. He says too many hotels are treating chargers like McDonald's ice cream machines, meaning just letting them stay broke. I believe Whoa. is what he means by Got that. Oh, thanks for spending time with us today. We hope you have an amazing weekend um, selling, servicing with your family. Right now, we're heading over to All Things Used Cars. Follow us over there to Clubhouse.